Hi, I'm Megan. Hey, I'm Katie. We felt kind of alone in our kind of crunchy lives until we met each other. First neighbors and now friends, we realize that we have a lot in common and a lot to share about our holistic journey as moms. Our hope is that you feel encouraged and know that you are not alone in the noise and pressure that can be holistic living. Join us as we share tips and tricks to living differently and tell a few funny parenting stories too. Come travel down the road with us to becoming kind of crunchy. You're so pretty and cheap. Welcome to another episode of the Kind of Crunchy Mom cast. We are back with episode two of our school choice, school options, yes. how to pick where, how to educate your child. Yeah, what's best for them. Yep. Yep. How do you come to that decision mm-hmm. and what are our options? So this episode is? Homeschool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, we were both looking at some statistics for homeschool and how it's grown over the years. Yes. So nationally, homeschoolers, in 2016, there's 2.3 million. In 2019, there's 2.5. So it grew a little. Mm -hmm. So it grew pretty steady from 16 to 19 to 2020, which was 2.65 million. 2021, it jumped pretty significantly to 3.7 million. And in 2022, 4.3 million. Dang. So from 2016, 2.3 to 2022, 4.3. That's that's pretty significant. There's a lot of families looking at homeschool as a serious option and trying to to figure out if it's right for their family. Yep. There's a lot that goes into it. Yes. <laughs> so I was, as we were digging for statistics on homeschool numbers, we, I came across an article, um, Oh, the website is timeforlearning.com, and it talks about how homeschooling, um, not only are the numbers increasing, but it's also diversifying. So um, the article I read said between 2019 and May of 2021, homeschooling rates jumped from 1% to 8% for black students. Um, and among Hispanic students, rates jumped from 2 to 9%. Wow. So... And uh, white families um, went from 4 to 8%, and then Asian families went from 1% to 5%. Wow. So it's like... It just increased across the board. board. Yep. All families are, mm-hmm. are looking at this. Yeah. I think another thing that was really interesting is it said um, there was just different reasons why people were switching to homeschool. Yep. And the main one was concern about school environment, uh, safety, drugs, negative peer pressure. Uh, the, the second... Um, biggest reason was a desire to provide uh, moral instruction. Um, the third was emphasis on family life together. So, you know, obviously with homeschool, you can customize and we'll get into that with our guests today, <laughs> but customize, you know, your schedule mm-hmm. a little bit there for homeschool. And then uh, dissatisfaction with the academic instruction of other schools and a desire to provide uh, religious instruction. So there's a lot of reasons out there that people consider homeschool as an option over public or private or yeah, um, but it's intimidating. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a guest today, Brittany, who is a mom of six, and <laughs> she's been doing this a long time. That she's a pro at this, and uh, we just wanted to talk to her about um, what she does and how she got into it, and if she ever thought she would do it. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, Brittany. Thank you. We're so glad to have you here. Thank you. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you came to homeschool. 
Okay, so like you said, I'm a mom of six, um, which I also never thought I would be. <laughs> I grew up in California, so there was like no homeschool. There was, well, okay, let me rephrase that. There was homeschool, but those kids were weird. Yeah. <laughs> like cultish weird, like all of the stigmatisms and things that people have in their brain about homeschool, that's what it actually was where yeah. I grew up. So um, it just wasn't a thing at yeah. all in any of the circles I knew. And so when I came out to Arkansas and it was like everywhere, people just homeschooled. Mm -hmm. And then I married a man who was homeschooled and he was like, we're going to okay. homeschool our kids. And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> okay. what? what are we doing? What yes. now? <laughs> yes. So I was nervous and scared. Okay. And it's all intimidating. Very intimidating. Yeah. Because in one sense, there's the part of public school that like, even if you don't mentally say this to yourself, like you are letting go of that responsibility and someone else is taking it for you. Yeah, mm -hmm. true. And so yeah. in one sense, that's relieving to a parent. Yep. And then in another, that can be a really bad thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, can be unsettling. Yes. Depending, yeah. So, sure. so having to process that in myself as I thought about homeschooling and um, trying to do this. Yeah. <laughs> was crazy. Yeah. So, um. One of the main things that my husband and I talked about, though, was when he was even trying to help me come around to the idea of homeschooling and that my kids wouldn't grow up to be <laughs> those creepy cold kids, yeah. <laughs> um, was that he's like, why would we send our kids to public school when they are young and impressionable, mm. right? Like yeah. we all know how impressionable our kids are when they're young mm -hmm. and we're going to send them to school and ask the rest of the world to impress upon them whatever they think, whatever they, whatever their viewpoints are, whatever, yeah. whatever that yeah. is and expect mar our little impressionable people to stand tall mm -hmm. under that right. is completely unreasonable. Yep. And now that I've raised six past that impressionable stage and some yeah. still, still kind of there that, that, I mean, there's no way. Yeah. Amidst peer pressure and then adults mm -hmm. teaching different things that they would be able to. I mean, to, it bleeds you know, through. They're teaching math, but I mean, it's yes. going to bleed through. <laughs> yes. And I mean, when you consider, hey, like, how are they teaching my little person how to read? How are they teaching them handwriting? How yeah. are they teaching them what to read? And usually the motto is, hey, it doesn't matter what they read as long as they're reading. No, right. it matters, matters what right. they read. Yeah. Because... Yes. Every author has an idea that they are trying to put out there. Yeah. And so if you're going to read it without any sort of filter on, you're going to be impressed by what they yeah. say. So mm -hmm. anyway, so that point. was a really big thing for me. And the, the, you know, mental picture that just stood out was like, here, let me throw my babies out to the wolves. You're and right. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And so even though I was scared out of my mind, I yeah. was finally <laughs> ready to be like, okay, let's do this. I'm going to so, figure this out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yep. so that's kind of the long story short. Yeah, <laughs> how we so got to homeschooling. When you decided to do homeschooling, mm -hmm. how then did you tackle? Okay, now what am I gonna do? Yeah, that is really overwhelming, especially now that homeschooling is becoming so popular. Like it you were is. saying, yeah, that um, the options have just exploded. Yeah, um, and so I was like, cool. I'm just gonna, you know, search the two websites that have homeschooling options. And I was like, oh my gosh, when I saw what was out there. Um, 
And so what I really tried to do was keep in mind like what our goal was, which was, I mean, educationally, I wanted to raise them to be functional, smart little people, mm-hmm. right? That grew up to be functional, smart adult people. <laughs> um, and that knew how to delineate truth from error. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, so how do I go about finding a curriculum like that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I ended up through a lot of research, like landing on classical education yeah. um, as the strongest way to do that. Now, don't get me wrong. You can do classical education and it not be Christian. Yeah. And it'll still be very rigorous and academic and you'll yeah. get all of those things. But um, I wanted the Christian classical yeah. academia. Version, yeah. Yes. So um, we started with Sunlight because that was yeah. lots of living books when they were little and it was easy. And I did like hundred easy lessons to teach your kids how to read, you know, yeah. and I did that with my top four and then I couldn't possibly drag myself through the book one more time. <laughs> and so I feel like I got to change it up. <laughs> too. And it was, it worked. It was good, but I just, whew, I needed a change. Yeah. So yep. too many times. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just, so classical was where I kind of would then filter out all the other curriculums yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, living literature. And classical education that taught, you know, God as the overarching yeah. authority over yeah. everything. So that's really good. Um, so how do you feel like this kind of schooling benefits your children? Like, mm. what have you seen so far? So what are the age groups or what are the grades that you're up to, I guess, with homeschooling right now? Okay, so I have 14-year-olds who are just now entering ninth grade. Wow. Yeah, high school is kind of weird. I don't feel like I'm mature enough. (laughs) 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 But they're there. And then I have um, a seventh grader and a fifth grader and a third grader and a first grader. (laughs) So I have the full, almost the full spread. I have one in every, you know, classic breakdown of schooling age. Um, and as far as benefits go, like the practical ones that I see is that even though there's six kids and I can still, as one person, can feel very overwhelmed in a day, even still, yeah. you know, that they still get so much more individual attention from me yeah. and individualized mm-hmm. attention from me than they would in a schoolroom, whether it, right. no matter what that schoolroom, whether it was public or private or whatever, because it's like one to six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, so it's, they, I can see them, I can notice them, I can notice their needs, I can catch when they're struggling with something, I think much yeah. faster than maybe a teacher in, well, sure, who's yeah, a little bit right. more overwhelmed, right. yeah, <laughs> would be able to catch that. More, yeah, yes. over 15, 20, 25 kids, yeah, it's a, you're just trying to manage <laughs> yes. the, the classroom, really a lot of behavior management. Absolutely. Um, and so then trying to catch up with the education part, if somebody's like not understanding a concept, it's hard to go back and, and really make sure they master that concept. You're just mm-hmm. kind of moving on. Right. Because yeah. if you think about it, like in public school or even in just a public classroom setting, even if yeah. it's private, that that teacher has to move at a steady clip so that the mm-hmm, smartest yeah. ones aren't bored right. and the ones that are struggling aren't struggling too much. But if they right. kind of just can push the bulk of them along, right. then 
what about those kids on the fringes though? Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, whereas I feel like that's a benefit I can give my kids. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. I can, we've already had some who've needed eye therapy and eye surgery and I have a type one diabetic that I don't have to send off. I can be responsible for her care. Yeah. Um, and so I think I, that practically speaking, I think yeah. that's like one of the main benefits that they get. Um, yeah. And the most important benefit that I think they get, though, is the environment mm-hmm. of the home. Um, that our goal in raising these kids and not sending them to the wolves, like I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. was that I don't just want them to be functional, smart people. I also want them to be God-glorifying yeah. people. Yeah. And that is a huge task because, like, it's monumental because you're now not just dealing with a brain and right. a body and, like, yeah. sit in that chair and listen to this <laughs> problem. <laughs> I'm dealing with a soul, a, a, right. an immortal spirit, really, yeah. that will yeah. answer to their creator one day mm-hmm. for everything, yep. you know? And so I want them to... I. My job as their mom is to teach them the truth about God and to nurture them in the admonition of the Lord. And in Deuteronomy 6, it says, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, Mm -hmm. right? And then it says, teach this diligently Mm -hmm. to your kids when you sit, when you walk, when you lie down, when Mm -hmm. you rise up. That's not like... Mm -hmm. Just a couple times a day. That's right. like all it's stinking day <laughs> it's long. Intentional. It's intentional. It's intentional and it's diligent. Yes. And yes. Yep. so there's no point where we should compartmentalize our lives and yeah. say, well, this is math and then this is this and this is this. Mm-hmm. No, I need to teach them. It all fits together. That all of this is yeah. God's. God yeah. has created math. And the reason it works is because God is a God of order. Yep. God has created words and his words are the most powerful. So when an author puts these things together and they have yeah. ideas they want to portray, we want to be discerning. And do you know what I mean? Like, obviously no. some of that is for older kids, but yeah, um, it's my job to help teach them the ins and the outs of what that looks like to glorify God in that yeah. way. And then also to... Try and live out before them how you enjoy God when you mm. do that. Because mm-hmm. it's not just a list of do's and don'ts and be right. moral. Right. Yeah. And be, restrictions. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? If you just behave, <clears throat> excuse me, if you just behave, we've had a good day. Right. No, right. it's actually, no, when you fail, because you will, mm-hmm. because the standards are perfect high. Yeah. You know, it's my job to show them God's standards. Yeah. And then... <laughs> It sounds mean in a way, but then point out when they're falling short. Yeah. Mm. And then say, but God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Sent yeah. his son mm. so that you, in your lack of perfection, in your sinfulness, in all of your weaknesses yeah. at fulfilling his law, mm. can have the righteousness of Christ on you because he did it in your place. Yeah. Mm. You know, um, <clears throat> and I know that my kids won't get that. Anywhere else, yeah, they won't. Well, and hearing it from their parents, you know, like mm-hmm. that is that hits differently. Yes, than just being even in a private Christian school setting where mm-hmm. you have a teacher teach 
Bible class or whatever, you know. Right. It is, it's a lot different. And then seeing you live it out too. Yes. And when you're struggling and mm-hmm. when you're failing mm-hmm. and they're seeing that. Yes. They get a front seat to that. Yes. What's mom going to do? Right. When she's pushed like this. So. Oh my word. And that's so good too, because it's convicting because mm. you oh, yeah. live before your kids <laughs> and they'll go, mom. Yeah. Like <laughs> you think you're pretty great and then you have kids and you're like, wow. Oh, I'm so selfish. Oh, I really thought I had myself together more than this. I know. Wow. Yes. And then they push you just right and you lose your mind and you're like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> but I flipped out on you earlier. But it is, it's like, it's like they highlight where your weaknesses are mm-hmm. and what you've kind of carried with you yes. through your life and Absolutely. kind of what's kind of tagged along through your childhood maybe mm-hmm. and through maybe unhealthy relationships. And so then you have kids and they're like, you know, spotlighting all these spots <laughs> and you're like, quit doing that, <laughs> you yeah. know, because then all of a sudden you either have to hide it and <laughs> pretend like you're good and perfect <laughs> and everything's fine or right. you face it and you are humble yourself and say, I'm really sorry. You know, this is, yeah. I'm struggling too. I'm trying to, you know, right. to, to, you know, to handle things differently, but right. Um, which was so big for me learning that like to humble myself before my kids and say, I'm sorry. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it is. which you wouldn't think would be that hard. You wouldn't and a lot think. of times it's, it's not, <laughs> yeah. but sometimes there are times. it really is. <laughs> but Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the option is before you, though, like like you said, you either pretend right. and then they learn to That's think that, that you're perfect right. and they're going to try and imitate you. Right, which is unhealthy because then you're setting a, a wild standard for them sure. that they'll never, never obtain. Right. Yeah. And then instead of saying, actually, no, I fall short, too, and Jesus yeah. is my savior also, yep. mm-hmm. you know, that and grace, this is how right? you run to him. Right. That's right. been a big thing in our home yeah. lately that I feel like I love homeschooling for. Because uh, we can create that environment where we say, right. you know what, we have all been struggling with this thing, and yeah, so let's now talk about it. we're going to stop <laughs> in the middle of class, right? And we're going to talk about this heart oh, issue. Oh, that's really good. Oh, wow. Yeah, we'll get to the Lord. You talk know. about customizing your education. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've all noticed you've not kept your room clean. <laughs> let's talk about organization today. Oh my word! Yeah, <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so how have you been able to customize on like a subject level? Has there been yeah. something that you've come across with your kids? Like they need a little bit more with math or a certain science or Mm -hmm. have you come across anything like that for your kids and kind of customizing for each kid or how do you do that? Yes. Okay. (laughs) My husband would probably laugh at this part in the podcast (laughs) because I maybe have tried almost every single math there is out there (laughs) Um, except for like two. Yeah. Matthew C. <laughs> okay, that's one of the two I haven't tried. <laughs> but <clears throat> we tried everything. And what happened was when I had, so my, I have two that are, my oldest two are twins. And so I was teaching two math. And then my third, my son came up and then I was teaching three math. And then my fourth came up and I was teaching four math. And that's like all of a sudden, <laughs> four to five hours of my day just spent in math. Yeah. And oh, I was like, no. this that cannot. Awful. It was actually. It, it was not enjoyable. It sounds terrible. <laughs> yes. So I was like, something has got to give because mm. we are more than math and I, I can't do this. <laughs> so I started looking into like outsourcing online things and stuff like that and, um, ended up really appreciating the online options. And we mm-hmm. landed on Nicole, the math lady and whoever's listening out there. <laughs> she is amazing. She basically <laughs> teaches Saxon math from level three up through 
don't quote me, but I think she's up through calculus at this point, or she's oh. working on calculus. Oh my gosh. And she teaches wow. it in short video lessons and then grades it for you. Oh. oh. And then there's like one minute tutorials. And then there's like, she connects it back to the lesson where it was originally taught. It's fantastic. So, so it's very organized and streamlined and yes, you feel and confident. Yes. It. That's absolutely awesome. What a neat resource And then that it is. can awesome. email it to me and I see where my kids are struggling and I oh can hit their problem goodness. points. Whoa, that's awesome. So it's amazing. So and then I, you're just hitting the spots and you're not doing the entire lesson per child. Exactly. That's amazing. And so I just set them all up on their device, all the ones who are in that age group, right? And they all do their math at the same time. And I just kind of like run back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> and help whoever But it's not it. five hours of grueling math. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. And we try to do like a one, what, one room classroom as much as we can. Yeah. But as they get older, obviously some of that by necessity has had to shift. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so math, that was my, that was my way of kind of yeah. honing in on that tool yes, yeah. for our need, my need as the mom and then yeah. their needs as a kid. Um, <sighs> have you found other online sources that you've kind of supplemented? Is that, have yes. you gotten a curriculum and then needed to supplement um, yes. Or so that's a great question. I've always been pretty eclectic. I never chose like, okay. this is what we're doing and I'm doing and all, all of what they do. The board, all I the never subjects. ever did that. Okay. Um, you pick and choose. I picked and chose. Okay. Was that proper English? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I, um, and I did that partially for financial reasons because yeah. to buy a, a main package for, you know, multiple age groups adds up very fast. Oh, I bet. <clears throat> yeah. And at the time, my husband was working at a nonprofit, so it wasn't like we were just rolling in the cash, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I've always been kind of eclectic, and I've really, over the years, though, come down to Veritas Press. Yeah. It is a another classical education. That's been a common theme. Yeah. Yeah? Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we talked about classical education on the last episode, our first part, and it is, I didn't know anything about it. Okay. Until, until we got to our school and it is, it is really neat. It's but phenomenal. It's really neat how you can do that with homeschool too yes. mm -hmm. and do that kind of education system, but at home. Yeah. Yes. And they have so many customizable options. So yeah. like we have friends who are going full online as soon as their kids get to high school. Okay. Through Veritas Press and their diploma really program. Well, I'm just oh, choosing... Like, so for my top four kids, they have this omnibus class. Um, and it's, I mean, it's incredible. Basically, it's two separate classes. It's kind of confusing. But between the two of them, you would get three credits. One in oh. history, one in literature, and then one in theology. Oh. And the way it interweaves between both classes, kind of following a historical time period, and what you read, and the way they break down the theology for you is just amazing that's awesome and we did classical conversations for a while yeah that was part of our journey and um I did like it for the time that it was there but it's very demanding yeah. and grueling and for as much as it claims Christian um focus you really had to dig for it at least oh, in the community I was yeah. in so um it was kind of draining so 
this Veritas and this omnibus was just what I was looking for. I was like, I want my kids are old enough to think and reason Mm. Mm. and I want them thinking and wrestling with all of these issues before they leave my house. Yes. That's so good. And And these things are doing that. Yeah. Right. So they Mm -hmm. get college credits. They can. They can. There's so a, there's this is high school credit, but you yeah. can do dual enrollment. That's yeah. and you're saying and then graduate Whoa. with a diploma. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yes. So that might be a misconception. I was going to yeah. ask. That was going to be my next question. What are some misconceptions would you say about homeschool um, <laughs> in the homeschool community? <laughs> yes. Okay. She's so, like, how much time do we have? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so there's two main ones, and the first one I would say, especially because I heard this from my family and from other people who were like, you're gonna. Go homeschool your kids. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. constrained. You get a you know, raised eyebrow. Well, it was like, all right, how are you going to be sure they get everything they need? And like what socializing? I hear that. Well, uh, yeah, that. that would be the second one I was going to say. Are they going to know how to talk to people? Yes. <laughs> like basically, are they going to be smart enough? Oh gosh. Like, are they going to get what they need? And then, how do you socialize your kids? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And those are, I think, the two main ones. But the first one I can answer already, and that's amazing, is that homeschoolers regularly score higher on testing yep. and exams than public schoolers by far. I believe that Isn't a thousand that percent. Well, and I just think by it just goes back to them. like the fact that the teachers doing a lot of classroom management mm-hmm. and not, you know, at home you can customize. And so there, I mean that right there, I'm sure is, is quite, Absolutely. A, quite a big reason. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the socialization factor, you know, you can, choose how much you socialize your kids so like it's I feel like most social um what's the word stigmas usually come from some little stem of truth somewhere because there's some experience there's some something that made people think this way yeah right right (laughs) you know what I mean yes yeah um so for instance growing up those weird weird homeschoolers (laughs) like they looked like they were in a cult and it was scary um and so yeah that came from somewhere you know But the idea with kind of blending the customization with the, you know, misconceptions is that I can socialize my kids as much as I want now. I am not bound to school hours to Mm -hmm. socialize my kids. And I can choose who I socialize my kids with. Yes. Whereas a teacher might be dealing with 25 different students from varying family backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And so they have many behavioral issues in their class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Um, and they have to deal with that the whole time. Now, my kids aren't just under a really good teacher. They're also sitting in a peer group mm-hmm. that is kind of scary. And the scriptures are clear about that. Bad company corrupts good character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can choose who I want to put my kids around. Yeah. I can choose who to involve them with. And granted, yeah. sometimes that creates more work for me. Yeah, But sure. it's worth it. Yeah. So, like, You're building that foundation. Absolutely. So... We have two co-op type groups that we're a part of. We are doing a science group this year mm-hmm. that all six of my kids have a spot in, you know, oh, so wow. like I teach the younger group and my super awesome, smart science friend teaches the older group. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so grateful for that because that's not me, but I can teach little people. Yep. <laughs> you know, let's see what this balloon does. Okay. Anyway, and then... We have our um, another group that we actually do with our church, and I absolutely love this because it's very specific, right? I'm very specifically choosing their group, but we talk about what we're learning in those omnibus classes, worldview yeah. issues, mm-hmm. wrestling with cultural 
and moral issues, and we talk about it together, and we hold it up yeah. against the Word of God. We sing together. We're memorizing the Book of Romans. My kids oh, already wow. have two chapters memorized That's by song. Awesome. We're working on the third, and it's just, it's one of those things that, and we're learning hymns mm. that are sung like from the Psalms themselves, and so there's yeah. just so much knowing like-minded mamas are pouring into our kids, and we're all doing this together, and yeah. so I've chosen so yeah. they're getting multiple different kids at multiple different ages and multiple different adults. Yeah. They are socializing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. You know, but I am purposefully keeping them away from some of the things while they're impressionable that I know will impress them wrongly. Yeah. Yep. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah you got to so, guide them. So people can do this bad. Homeschoolers can do this not well. <laughs> yeah. And you can shelter to the point of not really socializing well. Yeah. However, I would so much rather my kids be a little awkward, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. in the world than feel at home there. Yeah. Because if they feel at home just talking to anybody, yeah. then I probably haven't done my job well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I can teach them to think critically and have to learn and grow a little through those kinds of interactions, yeah. well, then we're going in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Yeah. That's really good. Um, okay. Let's see. I think we covered all our points. Yeah. So are your older kids in public school? No, I homeschool them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So ninth grade homeschooled. Ninth grade yeah. homeschool. Except yep. Like everyone is homeschooled. Okay. Yeah. But I blend where I, I can. So like I've pulled my seventh grader up into this. So the omnibus curriculum is like seventh through 12th grade. Okay. Yeah. And you can do the first three. And still get high school credit, or you can start number one in seventh grade and work all the way up to number six by the time you graduate at 12th grade. So I've just kind of slowly pulled in kids to certain parts of the class as we are going Uh up the line. Yeah. Um, Are you going to go through high school? Yes. All the way through 12th grade. That is such a good question because so many people go, well, what are you going to do when they get to high school? I've heard of a lot of kids that go through junior high and then like 10th grade Mm -hmm. go to public school. Yes. To get the... For the reason of socialization. Yes. And I think that is such a great thing to point out because, one, from the mom's side of it, or even the dad, if you're a homeschooling dad, you know, like that you are going, this is kind of outside of my wheelhouse. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even remember my own high school education. <laughs> I barely made it through. teach you yours. <laughs> you right. Know, especially if they're in something like calculus. Um, so yeah. a lot of parents, I think, divert to that for that reason, because mm-hmm. it's just super intimidating. Yeah. And then I think it, <clears throat> otherwise, it's for the socialization aspect or the high school credit or at least get them their diploma or whatever it is. But um, I still think that I'm of a mindset, especially in our world today, mm. that that isn't necessary. Yeah. Um, not even in the least. There's so many options online. There's so many different resources you can pull from. Yeah. There's people around you. You don't know them yet, but just put <laughs> it on Instagram or Facebook or something and mm. you will find people who are doing the same thing. Yeah. And um, you can do it together. Yeah. And I wouldn't recommend trying to do it on your own. Yeah. You need people breathing life That's and encouragement point. into yeah. your homeschool. Have a team, have a, have a group mm-hmm. to support. Yes, and to bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah. But homeschooling is totally possible all the way through high school, and I actually would totally recommend it Yeah, um, as opposed to public school. Because otherwise, like, maybe you've kind of helped shape them and give them ideas, but right when they're in that hormonal stage of trying to figure out who they are and why anything in this world matters to them, 
you're going to put them in that atmosphere mm-hmm. where peer pressure is very strong and hormones mm-hmm. are very strong yeah. and you're still setting them up for failure unless mm-hmm. you have a particularly strong student right. or little soul, you know? Yeah. But I would say that's not the norm. Yeah. Yeah. So sports. Yeah. You played sports. Yes, I did. Well, we all played sports here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. are your kids interested in playing sports? Is that something you want to do? And how do you go about that? That's a great question. So... oh my gosh that's awesome yes sports in case you didn't hear him he asked about sports what do you do about that um especially in high school that's really a big focal point band sports extracurriculars like what do you do right yeah so in our area um and i know it's not like this all over the country because i've just i I know people in other states, and it's not like this. But you can just send your kids to participate in a sport. Mm. Or some of the schools now are saying, well, if you take one class, then you can participate in a sport. Qualified. uh, Yes. Okay. Um, So there's options to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say going the sport route, I started – oh, I did sports ever since I was a kid. But I started volleyball really strong when I was like 13. And I went all the way through college with it. Yeah. And my husband played rugby in college. And so when we were done, I think we both have like a love for sports. But at the same time, there was also a very realistic element of saying, you know what? Sports are not the end all be all though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yes, they can teach you good like character qualities of how to win well and how to lose well and how to work as a team. However, I kind of have a team in my own household, so they get that. <laughs> um, but those aren't the only places where you can learn those things. And nowadays, sports, if you don't start when you're like seven, eight, nine, then you almost don't have a place by the time you're 12. Right. That's um, crazy, isn't it? And so I think oh, it's gosh. become a very idolatrous thing in our culture that mm. um, kids see these sports heroes. They actually call them heroes. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. They see these sports heroes and they go, I want to be just like that. And so what is their whole life focused then on, on the sport and achieving the next goal and whose glory is that for Mm -hmm. self? It's for their own glory, not for God's. There's very few athletes out there who can actually truly like you go, wow, legit. That guy is legitimately a Christian. I can see it. Yeah. Right. But like, I don't even think I can fill a whole hand. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so sports for us, with the financial strain and then the amount of kids, we're like, logistically, (laughs) this is kind of impossible. Right. Um, But also, like, we weren't even sure we really wanted to go that route. So just this last year, we signed up two of our kids for our top two boys for baseball, just City yeah. baseball. Yeah, right. Um, like boys and girls club stuff. Yeah. You know, and they had a ball. They yeah. had a blast. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when season was over, we were done. Yeah. And that was enough. Yeah. You know, um, my they girls. Those good sports that were like, you don't have to have high school. And honestly, for kids that want to take baseball seriously, high school is almost a joke. Like, go the travel ball route. Yes. Going to high school. Like, I yes. think that's, that's most kind of sports, though. Yeah, volleyball, right. I feel is kind of similar because of a lot of the club stuff. Mm-hmm. Like those kinds yes. Of, unless yeah. you're playing like really like football or Fo- you know, maybe track. Like yeah. Yeah. Like that. 
So there's options yeah. out there. Right. You've got club, you've got boys and girls club. You've got travel. Um, yeah. I mean, travel, right, yeah. Right. So there's options out there if you want to add mm-hmm. that to your Absolutely. homeschool journey. There's <laughs> even and actually band in our area, that. too, that's so cool. We have this little group that a homeschool mama started, and it's just – like three weeks of whatever sport they have lined up for that season and you pay $15 for your whole family and you go and the parents help volunteer. And so it's not like super competitive by any means, but But they get to play, they learn the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you can make all three. Hopefully you can commit to three practices, you know, but it's like (laughs) once a week and it's so doable. Yeah. um, So that your kids have the experience and have the fun. Well, and that's kind of nice too, because especially when they're starting out young and they've not played that sport before, Mm -hmm. they don't know if they like it. Like I have one that hated soccer and I was like, you already (laughs) committed like $200. Yeah. We already committed (laughs) sister. We're staying the whole, you know, the whole season, you know, and she's like, ah, you know, she hated it. Yeah. But it is kind of nice to get like a little taste of that sport. See if you like it and and if you want to continue with it. And that's Mm -hmm. nice. That's really neat. Mm -hmm. That's a great option, too. Um, I missed going over how you two know each other. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of sports. Right? (laughs) Speaking of sports. I have a great picture here. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was cleaning out my stuff from my mother's home. And I found that last week, and I was, was like, "I have timing. to have, like, I have to." Set I was talking up. to oh, Megan, and I was like, "I want to talk to Brittany about, you know, talk, coming on our podcast and talking about her homeschool um, and how she does it." And she was like, "Brittany, who?" And I, I was telling her, and she goes, "Oh my goodness, I know her!" <laughs> it's like small town fun, right? Oh, really? Really? <laughs> I'm a of this. So, how stubborn was Megan as I was a, a great player? No, athlete. we want all the dirt. Tell us everything you know. Well, <laughs> first of all, I've had multiple babies since then, so my memory ain't what Megan's it used like, to be. Phew! She doesn't remember. I know. Thank goodness. She was. She you were determined for a though, second. Yes, because uh, Megan was not the tallest person on our team, not by a long shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she was determined, and she was a hard worker, and she That's always, awesome. actually, always. I do remember, like, encouraged everybody and tried to keep them up. Megan, well done, Megan. I oh, can be nice. I love it. <laughs> She's beaming. <laughs> That's oh. awesome. Oh, well, thank you so much for being yeah. here and talking Thanks to us about homeschool. Oh, hold on. We have one more question. Good gravy. <laughs> Someone get my husband a microphone. <laughs> no, 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 no. This way. It, no, this way it is at least you can hear it. Okay. So your oldest, you said, are 14. Yes. Freshman, high uh-huh. school. So you're going to have college coming up soon. Yeah. How? Well, first off, <clears throat> is college something that, as a homeschool mom, do you see importance in going to college or or do your kids have what they want to do or if they have an idea of what they want to do is it something that requires college because we've talked about it a lot I mean I don't know that college is going to be that relevant Mm -hmm. going Mm -hmm. for it's not as important as it used to be where a degree really meant something Mm because everybody has a degree them it's just a watered down thing now yeah um so if college is something that they want to do what do you got, will you and your husband have kind of a criteria of these are schools that you guys need to consider? Mm. These are schools to not consider or go where you want kind of deal. Gotcha. Okay. Um, 
I may have to have you remind me of parts of that as I go through, but because those are really good questions. So as a homeschooler, um, colleges are actually starting to look more fondly upon homeschoolers because they do score well and they are usually um, ready for the workload by the time college comes around. Yeah. so that that is helpful. There's new. There's also different kinds of testing out now where homeschoolers could prove they're, you know, able to go to college. Um, parents can write their own transcript. There's companies now that help you come up with a transcript, so oh, it's wow. more official. Yeah, you can actually sign up no idea. through certain schools to get their diploma. So basically, I would still be the teacher. I would do all the grading, but I would just send it in. And they would kind of approve it and then give my kids a diploma if I wanted them to have that, like, in-hand certification. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then send them on to college. So as a homeschooler, like, and if you want college, it's totally possible. And you don't have to pay a ton of extra money to get it done. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, the idea of if my husband and I thought it was relevant, where would we have them go? I think I'll have the answer the where we would have them go first is... Um, I don't, we, I'm pretty, I'm 100% positive. We wouldn't say just have your choice Mm -hmm. because especially nowadays, um, colleges are just becoming brainwashing institutions that are absolutely turning kids away from God. And they are like, just, I mean, they're sucking their brains out and putting in a whole bunch of nonsense. And Mm -hmm. then these kids are walking away from the faith in droves and with nothing really to show for it either. It's not like they're that much smarter for it because they're believing things that are unprovable, like evolution, for instance, Darwinistic evolution, you know, Um, as in spontaneous generation type stuff. Um, So, I mean, in that sense, where you go really does matter because you would need an institution that still stands on some sort of moral compass and even if i mean at least that has a standard right you know a standard of this is education and this isn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so we definitely wouldn't say just pick wherever you want there really is probably not many we would say that they could go to and the reason i don't have a name for you is because we don't feel like it's that important for our kids to go so we haven't even been looking like a vocational or exactly like that we have more put before them saying guys college was something that was always pushed we have our degree we've done it however right unless you do certain things you don't have to have a college degree right but you can go to skill schools and get all sorts of certifications and all of a sudden you are a very marketable adult sure yeah Um, so we're kind of they all know that and none of them really have the desire to go to like college Mm -hmm. university type anything yeah um, I do have a couple who are like, I want to get my certification in this, 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 and this. I'm like, okay, well, awesome. let's let's start thinking about that, you know, because <laughs> start they now. can start now. Mm-hmm. Another customizable option yeah, about homeschool. I don't part, have to yeah. wait till they're 18 to start teaching them those things. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a great point. Yeah. Mm. And then, um, what was I going to say? Oh, there's one that probably, 
I can totally see going to college because he is a little engineer <laughs> by heart. I'm not kidding. He, yeah. He needed glasses when he was like two and he would push him up with his little finger and looked like the cutest little geek in the whole wide world. <laughs> and ever since, like we were just like, that kid's going to be an engineer. And he, to this day, he's my kid who will look at something and go, mom, I think I know how that works. And if you open it up like this and there's this thing here and this plastic thing that goes, and he's right. Oh, and he's never seen wow. it opened up. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> he might go to college. That sounds, that sounds like my nephew. But um, it's not something we're pushing. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. It's really neat, though, the vocational <clears throat> route. Uh, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs is really, really big about that. I mean, he goes all over the country promoting um, and does all kinds of um, kind of char- charity type work where they, mm-hmm. like, help send kids to vocational school. That's it's awesome. really neat option that it seems like is being talked about more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is really neat idea to think that you can start that process, you know, well before you turn 18 and it's something that when you're done with school, you're almost, I mean, mm-hmm. going right into it. Absolutely. Yeah. And those jobs really make good money. I mean, you start talking they about do. welders. And you like, aren't in debt, like, from going right, to school for however school many loans, years. Right. Yep. right. You're making a great living, and um, you're in demand. What exactly. you're doing is in demand, and you're going to have some job security there, you know? That's right. Um, so there's there's definitely a lot of perks to it. You know, our husband's being in construction. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like all of those trades, I mean, they're – they're they're so busy. I mean, yes. they're looking mm-hmm. for people to hire to do this. You know, mm-hmm. so if your kids are interested in it, why not? Yeah, you right. know, it's great, especially because because of what you had said about the college. It's just like having a degree now is just like everyone has it. You yeah. know what makes yeah. what sets you apart. Right. But there's still the mental stigma that if you go to college and you get a degree, you're worth something. Right. Yep. And Isn't so that crazy? no one wants to work those trade right. scale jobs. Mm-hmm. Well right. then now no one's working those jobs and yeah. they're in such high demand. They're yeah. so busy. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those that you can say, you know what? Like there is a need and yeah. there mm-hmm. is job security because yeah. it's no one knows how or even wants to do it anymore. So right. if yeah. you can raise kids with good work ethic because you mm-hmm. kept them home and taught them how to do their chores. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yes, yes. You know, because yep. there's, there's a difference between, okay, just get oh, it yes. done. Okay, roll We have eyes. chore no, no. rules along with our chore list. <laughs> you're going to do it with a good attitude. You're going to do it in a timely manner, and mm-hmm. you're going to do it well. And you're also not going to manage your sibling. And if you do, you get their chore. So that <laughs> goes over real well in our house. But, yeah. I mean, you're teaching them to do a job completely and to do it mm-hmm. to do it well. And, I mean, that's worth a lot right there. That's a Absolutely. skill within itself. <laughs> yes. Right? No one wants to do that anymore. Mm-mm. No. And if you can do that well and you're a believer, like you are pointing to a God that is so big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And excellent in the way he works. And you're bringing him glory just by working. I yeah. think that's a common thing that, like, my husband was telling my kids, even as I was leaving today, is that like <laughs> you, everything you do is worship to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so you can make the choice that you're not going to do a, your job well. Well, then it's like you've done that unto the Lord. Yeah. And if you do your job well, and if you have a good attitude and you do, the, you are giving him the reverence he deserves in all of what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And granted, 
this is only by the grace of God, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right. So, because I put this yeah. before my kids all the time as I'm telling myself, I should be doing this better. I right. also need Same. to do this. Yes. I need to hear this myself. And having a thinkful heart while you're doing it too, instead of begrudgingly doing a oh, chore. My word. Like, that's yes. part of having the good attitude is like, okay, yeah, we, we have this home to take care of. We have these things to enjoy. So, mm-hmm. let's take let's take care. Let's be good stewards of what we've been given, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, anyway. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for yeah, coming and chatting with us. Me. We enjoyed it so much. Yeah, this was my kids not quite to school age yet, but yeah. this is I mean, this is something I never thought I would sit here and be considering. Yeah. But um, I am. Like I'm yeah. This is something my husband and I like we want to be thoughtful and intentional and yeah. just hearing like I mean, if you can do it with six, I, yeah, I mean, right. I could do it with you two. Right? Like, oh, two is doable. I can now. do it. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, you can. You can. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Okay, Megan, what is your page of the week that you have to share? So I'm going to do kind of a repeat page. Um because I just found out that she has a podcast. Oh, <laughs> with, okay. So um, it's Lauren. Um, oh, goodness. Her name, her Instagram handle yeah. is Natural Nurse Mama. Oh, yes. So yes. her name is Lauren, but she has a podcast, which will also, it's also going to be my product of the week. Okay. Um, is a podcast. It's called Red Pill Your Health Cast. Um, and she is a co-host with a... Um, he's a functional medicine doctor, but I also think that he does like chiropractic okay. stuff as well. And yeah. his name is Dr. Charlie. Okay. Um, and I discovered the podcast this week. I had heard about it. Like I had seen her post about it, yeah. but I had not listened to it. And it was super informational. Um, and I, <laughs> I had to take quite a drive yesterday. So I, I listened to like four episodes on oh, my drive. Awesome. <laughs> And it, I was like, oh my goodness, like these are super relative topics about health and mental health. And like I have autoimmune things. And so they like touched on those. And I was like, this is super educational. Yeah. And some of the things that they talked about were really complicated. And I was like, I don't know what on earth you're talking about. Let me open up a couple (laughs) Google windows real quick. (laughs) But they, as I listened to the episode, they broke it down. And I was like, I have zero medical background. Yeah. Like, I skimmed by biology in college (laughs) because science is not my subject. So I loved biology. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) So it was awesome to be able to be like, okay, I understand what they're saying here. Yeah. Like, I don't have to have like an md to sit here right. and be like oh but yeah, that's how great. it should be right. we're taking we're the primary caretakers of our family like mm-hmm. that's how it should be and i love that she's out there explaining these things and and sharing her knowledge to other families so that they can take care of their families well yeah that's awesome i love it so that's great if okay. you have time i'd recommend you listen is red pill the name of it is that red pill your health cast the matrix Oh, that's the a good question. I didn't actually listen to the first one. So. I'm super curious now. I need to know why. You should go listen to the first episode, and I bet they'll explain I'm gonna it. I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out. Okay, so my product of the week is really a brand of the week. It's Derma E. Oh. And so um, I've tried their face washes and their moisturizers, and it's a good, solid product, especially when you're in a pinch and you, don't, you, um, you didn't realize that you ran out. 
and oh, you don't have that. time, yep. you know, you don't have the time to wait a week for shipping. Oh, yeah. So you can run to Whole Foods. I know that Target and Walmart, some stores carry, some of the um, locations carry it. But it was a, a small company. They started with one product, a vitamin E cream, in a small health food store in Southern California. And now they make, I don't know, tons of products. And they their revenue is like over $10 million in revenue. I mean, they have grown. Um Drastically, but um, what I really like about them is that they refuse to use, and so that's their little tagline. And so they said over twenty five hundred ingredients that are harmful to either our person or our environment. Our refuse to use list has grown over uh, the last thirty five years as ingredients have been created or recognized as harmful, and it will continue to evolve for the same reason. Our products bring our uh, consumers the most effective natural skincare possible. So I really like that, you know, you're always, so when you grab something off the shelf, it's going to have some sort of additive to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's um, lesser of the evils. There's some that are much worse and some that are more mild. So one of the things that's in there, that's in some of their products, and I'm going to butcher it. I may just spell it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear the attempt to say oh, it first. Fino. Something, phenol. Um, but it's P-H-E-N-O-X-Y-E-T-H-A-N-O-L. And it's a very common uh, preservative. And so this is what I looked at because, okay, why are preservatives in our skincare? Mm-hmm. What are the main reasons? Are they necessary? And how harmful are they? Um, so the the most um, that I was reading about is that it can be a little bit of an irritant and potentially cause some allergies depending on, you know, the person. Some people are fine, some aren't. But um, the way it was explained was the ugly truth is that ingredients um, like this preservative are necessary because they they help stop the um, the growth of bacteria and mold in your skincare products. So if you're uh. making something fresh at your house for your skin, mm-hmm. that's fine. You don't have to put a preservative. You would need to use it quickly, but it's fine. But when you grab something off the shelf, so when you go to the EWG website and look up, you know, products for Derma E or other, you know, um, clean products, they are going to have some sort of number on there. Right. Um, most of theirs are ones, twos, threes. Um, but anyways, I just thought that was really interesting. So I kind of dug into a little more because I wanted to know why um, some of these were flagged. So really interesting, but I really like their products. They're really, um, really good products. And then my page of the week is something for endorphins to improve mood. <laughs> it's not really, it. it's not, you know, diet or vitamins or anything like that. It is a comedian. And her name is Leanne Morgan. Yes. Oh I my love goodness. Her. She's so funny. <laughs> she had a video recently about long division and her daughter doing long division and how she would fake being sick to go to the nurse. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was so funny, but it's a lot of her a lot of her jokes, most of her jokes, I would say, revolve around being a mom and some the rest, I guess, a wife. But it's really funny the story she says. How, you know her story as a mom or or her kids and it just makes you giggle and makes you realize like okay I'm not in this alone there's other people <laughs> facing what I'm facing you know and um it's funny it gives you a little giggle so I really like her page there's a lot of fun and it's just a nice and it's a good page to follow to have that little like blip of you know silly or funny you know when you're scrolling or looking at your stuff I love it the other thing I was going to share too is uh something 
I grabbed when I was um, at my kid's school, and it says seven things to say to your kids at bedtime. And I thought this was really Aww. sweet and uh, encouraging and kind of helpful because a lot of times I'm like, okay, good night, I love you, and yep. we'll we'll talk for just a minute, and then I'm like, okay. I'm going to go do all my things now that I oh, need yeah. to do now that they're in bed. <laughs> but this kind of helps kind of change the perspective a bit. And so it's, um, what would you rate your day on a scale of one to 10 and mm-hmm. why? Uh, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? Is there anything you want to talk about? So that's kind of opening up a can of worms, I feel like. <laughs> that could be a dangerous question. <laughs> one time my kid was like, who am I going to marry when I grow up? And I'm like, I don't know. Go to bed. <laughs> um... You are one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. I'm so glad that I have you. So just different things like questions and then also saying like, maybe you need to say, I'm sorry. Will you please forgive me? Mm. You know, like that's good. Sometimes I get impatient and, and I get frustrated. And so I have to go back and say, Hey, I'm really sorry. The way I said that I should have, I should have taken a minute and said that differently. Um, and then what did you learn about yourself today? And just that you love them. So just some sweet little, um, things to keep in mind to keep that connection with your child, even as they're going to bed. And also like when you connect with your, if I connected with my parents like that, going to sleep, like you're going to sleep a lot better too. Like yep. if that's the conversation you're ending your day with, like what a blessing that is. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening um, to our uh, homeschooling episode. We hope you enjoyed it.